This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we are talking about early retirement must-dos. And with me today, I have certified financial planner Kelsey Banky. We are going to talk about what are the must-dos if you are the lucky one who's going to retire early. That sounds exciting. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the opportunity to retire as early as you want, That let's, let's see how we can do that. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting is I just did a presentation um, for a large group of entrepreneurs. And um, these entrepreneurs are all different age levels. But I was talking about, you know, the things that you have to think about as an entrepreneur if you want to set yourself up to retire early. And I was stopped early on in the presentation with a question that I thought was awesome. And what they said was, well, you know, retirement really isn't a word in my vocabulary that resonates with me. Like, I don't necessarily know that I want to ever retire, right? But I want to have a bunch of money, and I kind of wish that I would be able to if I felt like it. And I kind of told him, well, the the shift in verbiage here isn't necessarily that you have to be thinking about retirement because you want to stop working. The question is, has work become optional for you? So early retirement, if those words don't get you excited, then identifying the exact point in time where work becomes optional, that might resonate more with you. Absolutely. You know, there's people all the time who are working, you know, good paying jobs that they they have been successful with, but that's not where their heart is yep. necessarily. And they have something else that they want to do. So even though they're not going to quit working forever, they might have a significant job change that's either to something that doesn't make as much money or something that's really risky. Like they might make a lot of money one year and might make nothing the next year. Um, and they don't want to have their uh, comfort of living be impacted by that. So it's when can you be done doing what you're currently doing and be able to do whatever you want after that, whether that's work or travel or golf or fish or whatever. Um, and even if you do love what you do as a business owner and you want to keep doing it, knowing the point in time where you are doing it because you want to instead of because you have to creates a tremendous amount of emotional freedom. And usually it's followed by a shift in how you actually set up your day-to-day -day work. Like you're usually not so willing to sacrifice personal life for your business if you've already reached the point where work is optional. <laughs> so, all right, here are some things that are, though, the must-dos if you do want to retire early. And the first one is you need to invest consistently and often. <laughs> yes. In order to have money to live off of when you're not necessarily making as much money, <laughs> you have to have saved it. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, it's kind of interesting if you think about it, because if you start, let's say you start saving in your early 20s, let's say, um, and you want to retire at, let's just say 50 for, for an example, that is 30 years of saving, but your life expectancy based on current mortality rates is mid 90s. So you're saving for 30 years and then you'll have 45 
Am I doing the right math? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 45 years to live off of whatever you save for 30 years. So if you're not investing consistently and when I'm going to say aggressively, but not aggressive in a risk level, but just really, you know, taking that extra money that isn't going towards your lifestyle and not just blowing it on something, actually putting it towards something. Those are two really good tools to retiring early. Now, one of the biggest mistakes that I see entrepreneurs especially make is that they're always reinvesting their their profits or their income back into their business because they see it growing so heavily. And what I would suggest that you consider is diversification of that. So absolutely, yes, some money should be reinvested back into your business if that's really working for you. But not all of your money should be because that's the same idea as putting all of your eggs into one basket. So when you are a business owner especially, and usually it's business ownership that leads us towards early retirement because a lot of wealth is generated by business ownership, then you can think about your profit as a rule of thirds. So take one third of additional profit and reinvest it back into your business to help promote growth. Take one third of your profit and set it aside for additional money that you're investing into retirement and take one third of that profit and go have fun with it. Go blow it. Go do something great now with yourself and your family so that you're enjoying life today as a result of the fruits of your labors. But you did hear me say one third of that's going towards additional retirement and it's those It's investing consistently and then throwing in extra chunks when you can consistently that is really going to build a pool of money that gets you to the point where work is optional. Okay, the second thing, though, as you're going through this investing consistently is making sure that you minimize your taxes and your fees along the way. So there's all kinds of fees that come along with investing, and that's a pretty hot topic right now. It really is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So understanding, and and fees aren't always a bad thing if you're getting something for it, but making sure you're you're getting rid of all of the fees that are completely unnecessary. Um, And as you're growing wealth quickly, understanding um, how exactly to set up investments to uh, keep your fees to a a minimum is, is something to have a conversation about. So... Lots of fees are embedded inside different investments, and most people don't really have any idea where to understand them, where to find the data on them. You know, those prospectus books that people get for a single fund are 50, 60, 70 pages thick sometimes. (laughs) And you have to even know how to comb through those to figure out what the actual fees are in something. So let's give you a quick breakdown on how to think about fees inside of investments. First of all, There are always fees, period, end of story. There are always going to be fees somewhere. Sometimes fees are charged as a hard fee where you actually see the charge. And sometimes the fee is embedded inside of it and deducted before they report your performance. So what I mean by that is let's say that you see your fund made 10%. If it's embedded inside performance, and let's say there was a 1% fee on there, it really made 11, but they took out your 1% of fees, and they're going to show you that you made 10%, because net of your fee, you did make 10%, okay? So you're going to look at that fund, and you're going to say, oh, I made 10%, and you don't realize there's already been a fee taken out of it. 
Now, a fee-based investment may show you that you made 10%, but it'll show you that it made 11. It'll show you the 1% in a fee that it was deducted and then leaving you that 10%. And people get very confused by this because they think they're paying more. <laughs> it's not that they're paying more. It's just that they see it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a... It's both they're both fees. It's just right. uh, one you you can't see, and sometimes you forget that it's there. Um, and that one especially is something you need to understand because it a lot of times is the tipping point in making a decision between one investment and another. Right. The other thing about fees is that there are some structures and investments where commissions are happening behind the scenes and you don't even know it. And there are some that are fee-based investments. And then and then again, they're either embedded or they're, they're obvious to you. But you can have much higher internal expenses inside of investment inside something that doesn't report any of those as a hard charge to you. And so you just think you're getting a really good deal. And that's the smoke in the mirrors of the investment world, unfortunately. So thoroughly understanding your fees, embedded fees and transparent fees is a really important piece of being able to retire early because you want to be able to reduce those. Now, it's not about trying to reduce your fees down to nothing or it's not necessarily even about trying to get to the lowest absolute fee because as Kelsey said, if you're getting something for your fee, it's probably worth paying for it. It just has to be that you know what you're paying and you know what you're getting for it and that those are both okay with you. Yeah. If you're paying for something you don't want, that's a waste of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you're paying for something that's bringing you value and it's a value that you, you need, then it might be worth it. Exactly. Okay. The other thing we said in this was about minimizing taxes. So along the way, there's there's strategies to minimize the tax impact of the portfolios that you have. So some types of investment income are taxed as capital gains. That has, generally speaking, a lower tax cost to people than ordinary income. And other investments are taxed as ordinary income. So when you can shift your tax burden and minimize those towards capital gains over the long run, that could be advantageous to you. There's also different vehicles that allow for tax-free income, some at the federal level, some at the state level, some overall, both federal and state, and understanding how you can minimize the tax impact of the growth of your holdings along the way, as well as when you take them out, is one of the things that can help you actually retire early because it just leaves more of your portfolio in your own pocket. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about early retirement must-dos. We've talked about investing consistently. We've talked about minimizing your fees and minimizing taxes along the way. And now we're going to talk a little bit about knowing your targets. So what I mean when I say knowing your targets is to understand the point where work becomes optional means that you have to understand what the total pool of money is you need in order to be able to live the lifestyle you want for the remainder of your life. So knowing your targets comes down to a couple different things. Number one, how much money you need to spend to maintain your current lifestyle. That's definitely one target. This is a, a funny one. When I ask people this, some people can right away tell me the answer. Um, and other people are like, I don't know. I don't even know where my money goes. <laughs> And there's a couple of different ways to go about getting uh, the answer to that. One of them is the 
scary B word that we've talked about before. <laughs> Budget. Budget. <laughs> uh, but it, it's not necessarily saying you have to stay to this amount of money, but it's it's using a budgeting tool to help understand how much do you think you are spending on these things? Because if you don't want to have to keep to a very specific amount in retirement, we, we need to forecast what your retirement income need is going to be fairly accurately. Um, we also don't want to estimate way, way higher than what you need, mm-hmm. because then you might not retire as early as you want for fear that you're not going to make it because we're overestimating what you need. So here's the thing is that when couples come in and talk to us about retiring and retiring early and the word budget comes up most of the time they kind of look at each other sheepishly and be like well we know we should have a budget but we've never really been good about that (laughs) like I hear that all the time all the time several times a week usually and and the funny thing is that um they think that they're you know, like doing something wrong because they're not living like that, not realizing that that's how most people live is that most people don't really live off of a budget, especially if you have ease of income. Absolutely. You know that you aren't going to probably overspend too much. But for a lot of people, if you're in the position where you're going to be able to retire early, then more than likely you are not paying attention to expenses that have less than maybe three zeros on them. So a lot of times when you're in that position to retire early, if it's less than $1,000, it's kind of like, okay, whatever, I'm not going to get too stressed out about that. And so people really just don't pay attention to the small numbers. So you do need to know your target, though. You do have to go through some level of exercise, whether it's a deep dive into it or more broad strokes dive into it of what your targets are for spending. And that's how you back into knowing what your targets are for your pool of money and how big that has to be for you to comfortably be able to retire early. Now, along with this know your targets um, point, there's studies out there that show you're more likely to reach a goal if it's written down. Mm -hmm. If you write your goal down, you're more likely going to achieve that goal. So if retiring early is something that you're interested in, then knowing your targets really lines up well with having a plan and, and having that written down. So consider that um, lots of studies out there that show this, that if you have a goal that you want to retire by a certain age, having a written plan that shows you how you're going to get there is going to be one step in helping you actually achieve it because it's something that you're following and something you're, you've written down that you're trying to hit. Now, the next early retirement must do is that you absolutely must read my book that I've written. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. But we are giving away free copies of my book right now. So if you would like to get a copy of my ebook called Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger to help you understand if you've taken the right steps and you have your ducks in a row to be able to retire early, then you can come out to our website at sterkfinancialservices.com and request a free copy of your ebook and we will send that right to you. All right. The next tip is to eliminate debt. So the more that you can get rid of debt before you actually pull that retirement trigger, the easier it, the time is going to be because you need less income then to cover that debt load. Absolutely. If you can get rid of that mortgage or um, you know, get to the point where you're not relying on any kind of um, credit card debt, things like that, especially student loans, you know, if you're um, still paying on your own student loans, or if you're helping out with some of your kids' student loans, 
getting out from as much of that as possible just makes retirement that much easier for you because you don't have these um, fixed up payments that have to be paid. Exactly. All right. The next thing that we want to talk about then with an early retirement must do is understanding penalty loopholes. So when we talk about penalties, what we're commonly referring to is IRS related penalties. And age 59 and a half is the age that the IRS has defined as retirement age in terms of you can get into your IRAs, your 401ks and things like that without paying a penalty for taking an early withdrawal. So they've given you a tax break along the way. And in exchange for that tax break, you have to leave that money alone until you're 59 and a half. That's the magic age. But there is, in fact, a loophole with your 401k that a lot of people don't know is out there. And that loophole is that if you separate from service from an employer at age 55 or older, then you can actually withdraw money directly from your 401k before you're 59 and a half without paying that extra 10% penalty that you would if it was coming out of an IRA. This one is really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're leaving a company after age 55, this is open to you. Um, And there is a lot of really cool planning I've done with Mm -hmm. this rule specifically um, that has helped people get retired and have access to their money, especially if the bulk of your savings has been in some kind of tax deferred vehicle like the 401k. Um, So if you have a lot of IRAs or SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, things like that, that um, you've built up over the years, you might not be able to get access to those, but that 401k loophole um, is something that, that could work in helping you retire sooner than later. The cool thing about it too is that it gives you so much more freedom and flexibility But the downside of it is that if you don't do it right, you completely lose the opportunity. So if you want to retire early, let's say between ages 55 and 59 and a half, if you take your 401k and you roll it out to an IRA and then think you can do the same strategy, unfortunately, you have cut off your own loophole. It has to come directly out of the workplace retirement plan in order for this loophole to work. So frequently what people will do is we'll calculate how much do you need to leave in that plan to take directly from there to cover you for the years from retirement until 59 and a half. And then the rest of it can be moved out to an IRA to maybe broaden the investment choices or your ability to actually manage that. Okay, the last thing that I want to talk about with early retirement must-dos is there is a component in early retirement of emotional readiness that is not just your standard average preparing emotionally for not working anymore. And so the emotional readiness side of things that we talk about is there's a big shift for people when you actually move into retirement. You know, what are you going to do with yourself with your day-to-day life? But when it comes to early retirement, the thing that people don't frequently consider is that most of their friends are probably still working all day. And so if you're going to retire early, then developing a community of people that you interact with during the day who are also not working is really a critically important thing. 
Otherwise, it can become a bit of a lonely retirement because all your buddies are still working. (laughs) So this happens more with men than it does with women when we see planning with this because women um, tend to have a, a broader range of connections of people that they spend time with anyway than men do. And men's identities are frequently tied up a little bit more in a, in a higher way um, with the job that they've been doing. So, um, and, and men's groups don't tend to form um, as easily as women's groups do. <laughs> so when you are going to actually retire early, you're going to want to spend time thinking about what are you actually going to be doing day to day in your early retirement. And part of that critical thinking needs to be, who am I going to be spending time with? The other thing about retiring early is maybe your spouse isn't actually ready to retire yet and you are. So there could be a period of time where one of you is retired and one of you still is going to work. And navigating through that can be kind of a tricky minefield sometimes. You know, when you think about it, if you're used to getting up and going to work and your spouse isn't, then sometimes there can be resentment that gets created because you start to feel frustrated that your spouse is still laid in bed (laughs) or something like that. So there's a whole piece of emotional readiness with early retirement that's just a little bit different from actual retirement at maybe an age 65 that you definitely want to have kept in mind. Okay, so we've talked about a number of different things with early retirement must-dos, investing consistently, minimizing your taxes and your fees, knowing your targets, both from an income target and from an accumulation of wealth target, eliminating as much debt as you can, understanding the penalty loopholes, and then understanding the emotional readiness factors that are a little bit different when it comes to early retirement. We hope this helps you along your journey if you are ready to find the point where work is optional. And as always, thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555.